look this way and cough. <laughs> I don't see what the problem is. You Wait, don't? No. <laughs> Hang on. Just Not Derek's to... the first one to go now. <laughs> Not Turn to your head and cough. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. That bear's still in the news. I don't know why, <laughs> but okay. Because <laughs> he waved at people. There's one three-second clip where a bear in China looks like a man in a suit. Otherwise, it looks like a bear eating things. It sparked like an international controversy. Just got saggy pants, that's all. Yeah, that's yeah, what it is. Yeah. The face looks bear-like. It's but on the CNN butt. this morning, Good Morning America had the bear again. Right. It's definitely a human in a costume. No, <laughs> you're looking it at is. a three-second video, not. Brandon. He it's, looks like he weighs 250 pounds. It's, it's just not a butt, re- It's not a bear. CNN said independent experts have confirmed it's a real bear. Look at the face. The face movement on that video, it looks like a real bear. My point is, what does it matter? <laughs> like, we're still talking it about just that looks bear. funny. Zoo loves this. That zoo oh, for loves sure. This. Hey, can I pick on Eric for a second? So yeah, yesterday, Because you never do that. No. <laughs> about important things like the lawn. Okay. So Eric gets this text yesterday from his buddy in the newsroom. He's had some work done at the house, and there's a new area where they had to plant grass over the spot that was damaged, right? So he shows it to me because he knows I'm a lawn guy, right? So he brings this over. He's like, look at what my – what did your friend text you? He said, oh, oh, look what's happening to your lawn, and we have uh, we have those – what are they? Red, red build those birds that walk through. What are they called? Cranes, cranes right? Yes. Yeah. Red build. Those, we have cranes that walk through our yard every day, right? They just, that's, okay. they're in our neighborhood. And they sure, eat very stuff. nice. There's four of them working my grass seed. Oh, so they put new seed mm. down. Yeah. And they're peck, peck, peck. Yeah. yeah. So I showed it to you, being like, look, I'm, I already got birds I'm dealing with here. Thinking that he was speaking to you know, a receptive and kind audience who could appreciate, geez, no, you don't want that. You want yeah. The, yeah. your grass to grow and flourish. Instead, well, right, Deb, right behind this barren spot now that's been planted over, and what is that? Like, you got the burlap out there? or the They throw it on the hay, hay right, yeah, to keep it yeah. moist and whatnot. That mat. Right, yeah. to try, actually, actually try to prevent the birds, too, from getting in there okay. as well. So right behind that, I'm looking at the rest of Eric's yard. <laughs> Not terribly impressive. <laughs> I'm like, what are you worried about over here? If all this is going to become is that hayfield you got back there anyway. Hey, you know what? I'll say this though. So we had some work done. So the contractor had like one of those, like I don't know, uh, not a, a slip huge, loader, or- yeah, some a decent sized piece of machinery driving over the lawn. Had I had green plush. Moist lawn that would have been all torn up. It was like he was driving on a basketball court. Like there's like no (laughs) damage. That's what happened to mine with the pool. Our backyard is shot. Yeah, because you kept it so nice. By the way, just cut it and water it. What Vince said. This is one of the reasons why I have a feeling Vince will never come to my house because it is a horrible lawn. Uh, (laughs) No, it's like total self consciousness. Vince, you can come over to my house, but still, no comments (laughs) about my grass. Well, only see why, why Eric got that was because he brought that to me. Yeah. If you were immediately like, hey, this is not a great lawn, whatever. I'm not, I'm not there to make fun of you. <laughs> I was just showing bad. you the birds eating all my grass. <laughs> Wrong audience. Sports is coming up next. It's brought to you by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson in Oconomowoc, your destination dealer. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Behind their best offensive performance of the season, the Milwaukee Brewers defeated the Pittsburgh Pirates on Thursday night over at American Family Field by a final score 
of 14 to 1, while at the same time watching the Reds lose to the Cubs, regaining the lead in the National League Central. Keller deals. This one is hit in the air to right and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here! And way gone for the new number two man in Bryce Terang. That's his fifth of the year, and that one, no doubt about it, second deck in right. Wow. Bob Euchre on the call here on WTMJ. Terrain socked a three-run no-doubter over to right field. The Brewers' rookies were the story of the game. Terrain included. Can add in Joey Weimer and Sal Freelick, all three combining for nine hits on the night, including nine RBIs with the win and another Cincinnati loss. As I mentioned before, the Brewers now leaders in the National League Central by half a game. Game two of the four-game set between the Brewers and Pirates will get underway tonight with coverage beginning at 6 p.m. right here on WTMJ. Over to the NFL, where training camp rolled on in Green Bay Thursday with another full padded practice for the Packers. Head coach Matt LaFleur, though, not pleased with his offense, still looking for one particular improvement coming up this summer. When we get the call out, I want to see more tempo to the line of scrimmage, and that's that's all all 11 guys, uh, from the O-linemen to the wideouts, getting lined up. Obviously, there's a lot of moving parts in our offense. You know, we've been a little bit sluggish, especially the last practice, way too sluggish out of the huddle. Next up for the team is family night, which will get underway inside Lambeau Field beginning at 7 p.m. on Saturday night. I will be in attendance. Vince, have you ever... Are you taking the kids? You doing the whole family thing? Going without kids. I need to focus. I don't need to worry about bathrooms or, or, or hungry. I need to see what's going on. I need to... Set my sights oh, on number love ten. Love it, Dad. We're going to family night. No, you're not. It's family <laughs> night without the family. It's, I'm going. Right. With, me and my dad are going. So. Highly recommend. So, right do you now. leave before the fireworks? No, I'll stay. Okay. I like to. I'm one of those guys where you know I'll Just stay. Wondering. I'll stay like 30 minutes after something happens, a Brewer game, Packer game, and let it just clear out, and then I leave. Oh, so that's a traffic issue. Yeah, because you really let it clear out, and I think the fireworks would be pretty cool. Highly recommend, right? It's it's an expensive ticket to get to Lambeau Field and whatever. If you've got kids and you want to bring them in, if you want them to sit there with you on Sunday afternoon and enjoy the game with Dad, you know, be part of that. You got to give them a taste of what it really is. This is a great way to do it. What are tickets like? Ten bucks? I think you so. I, for me, it was free thanks to Steve Scafidi. He hooked me up with uh, with some great seats. So. I'm going to have a, a night on the town. Boy, that night. sure is nice. <laughs> He's all huh. set. Good. Interesting. Hmm. Guess we got to be nicer to Steve. <laughs> 718 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Why not? Huge crowd going to be at the fair today, don't you think? Beautiful day for it. Like, ridiculous mm-hmm. crowd. That's great. Big numbers at the fair. Everybody who was out there yesterday said it was awesome. Great. Good. That's what we want. Everyone's back now. If my intelligence is artificial, then why am I smarter than you? Okay, some AI news for you. This is good AI news, right? Yes, this is the AI news we want. Most of what we talk about is how it's going to destroy us all. Right, no, this is (laughs) (laughs) encouraging. This is different. It's fun. This is different. This is encouraging medical news as it pertains to AI. Artificial intelligence can accurately detect 20% more breast cancers from mammograms than traditional screening by radiologists. That's according to a new study from researchers in Sweden. It's considered the first randomized controlled trial to look at using AI in breast cancer screening. That's great news. So basically what this means is they can detect more cancer by using AI. Um. Yes? No, I'm just trying to picture how it's working. 
So I, so oh. what, Debbie? Debbie, walk me. Let me Hang let on. me walk you through this. So <laughs> okay. if you if you show up at the at the doctor's office and and some weird robot walks up to you and says, "Sorry, are my hands cold?" <laughs> that's not going to be what you want. Oh uh, no, no, neither is it where you guys would want for your uh, hernia check. Okay, let's just put it that way. Look this way and cough. <laughs> I don't see what the problem is. You Wait, don't? No. <laughs> Hang on. Eric's to, the first one to go now. Not Turn to worry. your head and cough. <laughs> not to worry here, Deb. I read this as it's the artificial intelligence that's reading the imaging. Yeah, it's that makes sense. not necessarily doing it. <laughs> totally makes sense. Right? That's so different. Thank you. Try to than, build a robot. Then robot doc. <laughs> but with like big eyes, <laughs> weird hair. Funny hands. Would you Hello. like to play a game? <laughs> Please get on the table. Sorry, are my hands cold? <laughs> it's not robot doc. It's just AI reading the imaging, isn't it? Am yeah. I right on that? Yes. Right. And, be okay. It. And so being able to scan good. the data, right? So I, I mean, this is, and also, I maybe this is good news, or maybe it's not. I'm not sure. The study also found that AI can lead to significant reduction in workload for radiologists, with the doctors having to spend nearly 50 percent less time. Reading the mammograms. Sure. If you're going from the baseline of what the computer has found, and then you bring in that radiologist, that imaging specialist who looks at all of that, yeah. says, oh, yep, I concur, or I see this, or, or whatever. You still have to have that human touch. You still have to have your, your doctors involved. Don't say touch. <laughs> all right. Why are you robots touching me? Well, I think it's good news also on this level, Deb, because we, you know, I know you've did, done stories on it, and we do things to promote women going out and getting those necessary checks. You've done the hard part. You've gone there. You've said, okay, I'm, I'm going to the doctor. I'm going to have this done. You want to make sure that your test is read accurately. If it means it's going to be more accurate and actually be able to find things that maybe the human eye might not be able to catch, okie dokie, let's we, do it. And we've gotten to that point now, right, with uh, cancer research and early detection. Early detection has helped cure so many people who That's have key. had cancer. Yeah. It's key. So, yeah, good news. Good Yay. news. Succeed. News from AI? Yes. Okay. Celebrate then. And now to Vince. Turn your head and cough. Come on, man. That's f- <laughs> fine. I'll take the robot for that. Just whatever. Just don't malfunction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't. You'll take the robot. All right. Well, if that's, look, again, it's hard enough to get dudes to go to the doctor for any reason. So then do you just get your own medical robot? Is it like WebMD? Where eventually we just have an AI robot doctor that's in our house. Comes I to the house. I will name him Rupert. Yeah, yeah. Dr. R. Well, he doesn't doctor have to Rupert. be a resident of the home. He could just come to the house, the doctor. The doc robot. You can change the faces of that robot. <laughs> so it's just be more, something freaky and weird. It's like that probe in, uh, in Star Wars Episode Four, The one that comes to give her the truth serum. In oh, the that's cell floating. Block. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Floating. Oh, with the syringe. Yeah. 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 I don't want that thing in no, my you house. You don't want that at your house. <laughs> I'm out on that if that's the robot. Turn your head and cough. What did I get you? Seven, say the time. <laughs> it's 7.36. Why don't you just tell me what time it is? It's 7.36. Brewers bats came alive big time. Brandon Snyde has sports coming up at 7.45. Hey, so we have another jackpot tonight. <laughs> was I wrong? He's no, third yeah. string. So the question was, so now, now we have to Fine. explain it. So Simone Biles is making a comeback. And it's she, I think she has a big championship 
or she she has a big contest this weekend I in broke Illinois. Slide too, right? I'm done. So she's back uh, in a classic tomorrow in a big event. And oh, is that why they're doing? Yeah. So NBC's got coverage. And it's going to be on NBC, show. and it's yep. in Illinois. I think like it's a big event. So as they're doing this story on it on the Today Show, I said to you, do you think she's coming back into competition because she just doesn't want to live in Green Bay? Because her husband is on the Packers. And, of course, I was teasing. And you said... I'm not going to sit up here and watch your third string self play in Green Bay. I'm busy. Good luck. She's not interested. He's going to be third string? I don't know. I don't know anything about him. Watch. No, he's going to be a superstar. I hope he is. He's our guy. That'd be great. Okay. Fine. There. So that's, so that's, so that's what that was yeah, about. So and for, that broke Eric. I'm, I'm even funnier than that. I mean, you should hear the other stuff. <laughs> News is sponsored by Annex Wealth Management's Money Talk, heard Saturdays at 10, right here on WTMJ. At 7.41, before I deliberately sidetrack the show... The show. I hijacked the show myself. Oh, boy. We promised an update on the Mega Millions. Yeah, so Mega Millions is out today. Jackpot is tonight. It would be for, I don't know, maybe $1.25 billion, if you can believe that. So quite a bit of money. And uh, apparently, I did not know this. Did you know that Mega Millions is um, harder to win than Powerball? The odds are like a few million different. Like Powerball is like 295, one in 295 million or 292 million or something like that. Right. Powerball is over one in 300. Yeah, I so, think. So Mega Millions, even though you can win 100 or 1.25 billion tonight, potentially, harder to do, harder to pull off. Same amount of money, though. It's two bucks, I think, for a ticket. So now is your opportunity. Now is your chance. It could be that difficult, though, to win. And somebody already hit the Powerball, right? So we're back down yes. to like just a paltry 10 yeah. or 11 million. That... <laughs> Correct. Oh, well. 742, mm-hmm. uh, Brewers beat writer for MLB.com. Adam McAlvey is our guest on Brewers 360. That's up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers bounced back in a big way on Thursday night, defeating the Pittsburgh Pirates over at American Family Field by a final score of 14-1. With the win and a Cincinnati loss, the Brewers now leaders in the NL Central by half a game. Game two of the four-game set between the Brewers and Pirates will get underway tonight with coverage beginning right here on WTMJ at 6 p.m. with Brewers warm-up. is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. Beat writer for MLB.com, Adam McAlvey, our guest this morning. Adam, I did not see you when you were out in Washington on the Pentagon tour with some of the other guys. Were you not invited to that, or did you not make clearance, or what? (laughs) Yeah, thanks for pointing out I wasn't invited. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't very kind to me. I just wonder if maybe there was a security clearance issue. No, no. Sadly, uh, I, I just was not there. Trade deadline time is a little more, you know, I was sitting there watching for trades to pop, and they were busy those couple of days, so I was writing, scrambling a lot to cover that. Actually, speaking of waiting for trades to drop, we had uh, General Manager Matt Arnold on with us yesterday, and he said, so the, the trade deadline on Tuesday was 5 p.m. our time. He said at 3.59 p.m., his kid called him. To find out where we get, who was the guy we wanted for the White Sox? Oh, Eloy Jimenez. Yeah, yeah. He said, hey, did we get Jimenez? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, my kid's calling me from his gizmo phone. I need a free line here, son. 
Matt says he gets it from, you know, other dads and moms at Little League games, in line for <laughs> Starbucks. You know, everybody's got a trade idea. Look, that's the beauty. That's the fun part about the baseball trade deadline. Everybody's got an idea they want to do. Um, it seems so easy, especially those of us who are in the fantasy football world. You know, you get your you get your buddy that extra beer, and then maybe he'll be willing to make a trade, right? It's It's a little more difficult when you're talking about actual players making millions of dollars when you try to trade them. It's really, it's actually really complicated to make a trade, um, especially in, in the world now where so many teams, there's so many playoff spots, so many teams in it. Um, there's like just a handful of sellers. And by definition, if you're at the bottom of one of these divisions in a position to sell players, those players probably aren't the best players. So it's a, it's a very difficult time for a team now looking to acquire talent in general. Adam, do players watch the scoreboard? Do they watch? I mean, we got a lot of a lot of baseball left to play. Brewers now uh, up, yeah, uh, because the Reds have lost a few in a row here. But now come the Cubs, do they sit and look at that every day, or is that really not on their radar? Well, no, it's on their radar. You can't help it because yeah. it stares them right at in Milwaukee, literally right in the face. The out of town scoreboard is right behind the left fielder from Craig Council and the players' perspective. So. Adrian Hauser talked about that a little last night. It's definitely the time where they know they're aware of the standings. I mean, MLB network is on every television in every clubhouse. It's talked about all day long. These guys spend so much time hanging out, getting ready for games. They certainly are aware of what's happening with different teams. Who's hurt, who's hot, uh, which team is making a move, which team is fading. Um, And, you know, I think those who say they're totally unaware are probably, uh, you know, telling a little fib. Uh, Adam, speaking of making a move, how surprised were you at the trade deadline that Matt Arnold and company dealt Luis Urias, who's been a, I wouldn't say a staple here in Milwaukee, but he's, I mean, he's been pretty clutch throughout his, his tenure here in Milwaukee. How, how uh, shocked were you, or maybe you weren't shocked that the, they traded him to Boston? No, 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 totally shocked. And um, we were working on that Andrew Chafin trade for the left-hander who came in yesterday. And by the way, that guy looks like a brewer. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Um, but, but it was, a, it was, it was, oh, wow. You know, I, I saw a message Urias got traded and that deal got put in as Matt Arnold told you, the trade deadline was five o'clock central. That trade was literally put in MLB system at four fifty nine. So it was one that came together right at the end. And look, it's probably a good change of scenery type trade because Urias had really been struggling. He hit a bunch of homers a couple of years ago. He, he, you know, he got pretty bulked up. He got strong. He really, I think, liked hitting homers. And he's had injuries since then. And the thing about him is he's 20. He just turned 26 years old in June. He's been in the big leagues for a long time because he got up so early with the Padres. But he could very easily be a good change of scenery guy. Here with Bryce Terang up uh, in the big leagues with uh, Andrew Monasterio, a, a, a little bit of a journeyman, but a rookie now for the Brewers. He's actually given him a lot on offense at yeah. a time where they really need some hits. So he is above him on the depth chart. They like Brian Anderson defensively, and he's got a chance to turn things back around offensively now that he's off the IL as of yesterday. So if you think about that combination of players, they're just Urias was down the depth chart a little bit, and he wasn't probably going to get a chance in Milwaukee. So they, they made a trade to get a pitching prospect who, the way Matt Arnold told it, uh, they really like, and he slotted in on our MLB pipeline list as the Brewers' 15th press prospect. So we'll see what, what that pitcher uh, becomes, and, and we'll see if uh, 
you know, a fresh start for uh, Wicho, they call him, Luis Urias, gets him going again. Brewers beat writer for MLB.com, Adam McKelvey, with us today. Brewers and Pirates once again at American Family Field, 7-10, first pitch tonight. Thanks, Adam. All right, we'll see if they score 14 again tonight. It's one nothing <laughs> tonight and we lose, for sure. <laughs> Baseball. All right, thanks, my friend. Mark Tauscher joins us next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Idea Man. Let's say you have a fish fry. Innovative. It's Fish Fry Friday okay. at St. Norbert's. And Packers Hall of Famer. Would that taste good when he was bringing that over to you and you're blending it up? You're losing all the texture. You're, no. It would not be something you'd want to have anyways, would it? It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Mark Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Sponsored by your southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Saturday night at Lambeau Field. It is family night. Any recollections of marching out there, Tausch, in front of... I mean, for the guys who aren't like you, who are from Wisconsin, to be up here in Green Bay and know that 60,000 people are about to watch practice. <laughs> they got to be a little spooked by that. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you this, Vince. So, yeah, I grew up in Wisconsin. I would listen to, you know, Max McGee and Jim Irwin when we were out on the farm. And I, I there was only one time my dad, we went up there with a couple of my friends to a practice, and we actually snuck into Lambeau Field, and we could you know go into the stands and see it. And other than that one time, that family night scrimmage was the first time that I went into Lambeau Field. Oh. So the sixty or seventy thousand people, and I'm a rookie. I'm starting because there's a couple of injuries. So that was when, when you just bring up family night, rain, thunderstorms, Favre leaving to go down to Tennessee. Those are all fun storylines. But for me, it was always that first time going into the stadium, getting those reps. There was a bunch of people from Auburndale that came down for that family night scrimmage, my family. So it, it always is something that's really at the top of mind when you bring up family night for me because that really was the kickstart for my entire NFL career, getting, getting, getting to play with the ones and being able to play because that, back then it was an actual game. Like we were going, it was full-fledged tackling, blocking, the whole bit, and so that family night now is kind of known as fireworks, and you know maybe a little bit of practice. For me, back in two thousand, that was uh, it was a full-on big-time operation that I needed to make sure I was doing well in. Tausch, can teams or at least some of the players get something out of it nowadays? Like, can they take advantage of the crowd noise or at least the energy and, and utilize that and make that a learning lesson in some way? Oh, I, you, you would hope so. I, I know it's different, and I, I can remember uh, Kevin Kasvaharn, who was a safety, picking Brett Favre and going pick six, and I think that ended up helping him springboard his career. These Every time you line up, whether it's a practice down at Clark Hinkle or in the whatever they call that big indoor building right by Lambeau, you're getting work, you're getting reps, but I think all of the evaluators always look at how do these guys handle – the crowd, and when the lights are on. And even though tonight will or you know tomorrow will be a basically a practice, a glorified practice, there's still something to watch. How does a guy react if he gets beat for a sack or if he drops a ball? And that's something that I know Goody and his staff really look at. How do guys bounce back from things when things don't go well under the lights when you have 70,000, 75,000 people watching you? 
Hey, so Joe Thomas gets inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You've he looks known, great. You've known him a long time. What's that yeah, like, does. man? What describe that? Like what what he's going to be doing tomorrow, and how that how you feel about that? Uh, well, so we're heading out there this afternoon, nice. and oh, cool. you know Joe has become a great friend, and uh, just I think what's what's awesome about Joe is he has always had the underdog mentality, even though he's been a stud his whole career. Uh, I think had he ever accepted the fact, yeah, I'm really good and I don't have to work, I don't have to go through all the minutiae, I don't know if he'd have been a Hall of Famer. I think it was all of those things that helped with that immense talent that he had. He also had all of the work ethic and a little bit of the insecurity that comes with playing O-line. Those things drove him to what's going to be a fantastic week, and I know there's a big contingent of Wisconsinites that are heading out there. He obviously has this big contingent of Cleveland Browns that are going to be out there. So uh, it is, I think, from a deserving standpoint and for someone uh, who is as, just as good of a dude as Joe, it's going to be a fantastic weekend, and I'm sure he's going to soak everything in because he's earned it. Farm Kid Tausch, did you ever show any animals? Were you like a, I a did. Sh- you did? County I did. Or? I'll tell you about it. I know we're up against it. I'll tell you about it on Monday because awesome. it was a nerve-wracking experience <laughs> for old T. Uh, before we go, guys, did you guys think it was weird at all watching A-Rod on the sideline last night, if you guys got to watch any of that game? Yeah, he apparently called a play, right? That was the big the big storyline. 57-yard play, yeah. I'm sure he did. <laughs> <Right>. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was surreal, but get used to it. This is it what's was happening, goofy, right? Yeah. All right, Tosh, we look forward to the for uh, sure. state fair story coming up on Monday. Have a great weekend. See you guys.